0: All right, go ahead. Hey, how are you?
1: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: (laughs) So, everybody, first and foremost, welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast season three. Guys, I'm super excited, super, super excited, because I had to bring on somebody that is so opinionated and someone that really means a lot to me, and I always appreciate just his energy and his love, everybody, everybody. Jamal, from Rewinding the Week podcast, how are you? Happy Sunday.
1: Happy Sunday. Thank you so much for those kind words and us supporting each other. Uh, I'm doing good. I see everybody's out and about this weekend with their gas and these And so I'm here for it, you know. I'm just enjoying the back-to-normal phase, so i'm doing good so far
0: you know it was interesting because um and we'll get into our conversation in a second but you know i'm glad that you had that really opening about really getting back to the normal because i looked at this past week and the gas shortage and and really the the uproar you know the world kind of went through with that when that happened but then also just to see how dc and the whole DMV is slowly starting to kind of reopen and get back to its its normalcy. How do you feel about that? You know, I feel good. It, it's kind of bittersweet because I'm enjoying teleworking and I'm really not ready to go back in.
1: <laughs> so, um, so I've enjoyed just having my dog as the co-worker and um, just being busy at home versus hopping on the metro and dealing with the public and things like that so that would be something that I would have to readjust Um, but I'm happy to go back to the normal and people being able to work um, and being able to be around families and hug one another and um, just be in good company and as far as with the gas thing Javier is I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday (laughs) (laughs) to go and look for gas because I was just hearing there's a state of emergency. I was like, it's no big deal, right? Right. And then I hear about the lines. And so after my fourth try at 6 o'clock in the morning, I finally am able to find this pump that has gas. That's ridiculous. I didn't put
0: it in the plastic bag or any container or anything like that, but I'm just happy to uh, fill up my tank. For me. You know, it's it's interesting because I'm working back and forth um, in D.C. and then I'm also in Atlanta. And here in Atlanta, when I tell you it was crazy with just like lines and lines of cars, really just trying to get in and, and fill up because not knowing you know, what the outcome will be and and when things will kinda of get back to normal. On top of us still living in a pandemic, I just felt like it was a lot happening in one moment. But um I'm glad that you're safe. I'm glad that you were able to get gas, unfortunately, at six AM in the morning. But um I did the same thing, man. I just had to go ahead and fill up when I could and mm-hmm. I was like it, it was good to just kinda of sit for a second. And just like reflect, because I was like, well, you know what, hold on. I'm not about to ride around <laughs> and I had to wait in line. Let me just mm-hmm. do some Uber Eats and, and get some food delivered to the house and keep it moving. Um, yeah, i here for that. Right. So last week, there was an episode, and I'm going to go from top to bottom with this conversation. Um, and I really wanted your viewpoint, and it's, it's crazy that we don't have your other um, co- cohort of rewinding the Man, week. We miss you. We, we miss you. Uh, but, of course, I had to get you in and, and really get your idea with everything. Um, on last week's episode of Red Table Talk, Willow Smith, um, and, of course, all of our listeners know and love Willow Smith, and we all love Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, she opened up about being polyamorous. And, you know, a, a couple of quotes that she was saying, and she said that it's about being able to have the freedom to create a relationship for yourself. And she also said on the show that it confused her grandmother. And um, in addition to she was saying with polyamory, I think the main foundation is the freedom to be able to create a relationship. Style that works for you and not just stepping into monogamy because that's what everyone around you says is the right thing to do. And again, that's said by Willow Smith. What are your thoughts, I guess, around polyamorous relationships and... What do you know about it? In addition to, and I'll ask a follow-up question after that, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, Red Table Talk. Okay, I have not watched the Red Table Talk since the um, August Alcina oh, wow. episode, uh, but I'm so happy to see the
1: season and the series continue to grow mm-hmm. with the audience. in us Um, and if you look at different times with these you know I'm a historian many people know uh, of kings and um, like chiefs and people they had multiple wives you know they had concubines and things so they didn't have a monogamous relationship as far as with Polly with me I'm single and I feel like you know if I work hard to get a relationship or work hard to get somebody, I ain't got time to be sharing. Yeah. And, you know, I Preach. work hard. I, <laughs> I tell people, you know, growing up, you know, I've been
0: there, did that, seen it all, I'm tired, I just want one person, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: And so that is a discussion that I feel like later on in the line of a relationship, a marriage, or courting someone is that conversation that unfortunately now you really have to have uh, because you do want to please your partner and, and things like that but for me you know I don't think right now in my space that's something that will work for me um, now if somebody I'm dating is like you know let's bring in another partner because then what am I not doing to satisfy your needs or uh, whether it be in the bedroom or whether it be outside of of the bedroom and i will always joke and say that if my partner's like hey let's bring in a third or fourth or fifth person i'll say okay and the next day they look for me i'll be gone Mm. you know um for me it's not what i would like but i don't you know knock other people who who do it
0: yeah so uh, and i think let's also peel back the layers a little bit so What is polyamory? And I think, you know, understanding the definition of it and what I've been able just to really, you know, build for myself is it just means multiple loves. And as you being a historian, very much it's a word coined in the late 20th century with Greek and Latin roots. And basically it just means, you know, it describes a particular approach uh, to consensual non-monogamy and it really prioritizes an ongoing emotional and sexual connection with multiple partners. And it's interesting that you touched on that because I think a lot about myself and I'm and I hate to say I'm old school but I have like that new age old school feel of if I have really invested these emotions and moments with someone special I want them to be preserved and I really want them to be um a really a a sacred and and sanction between us too and i think that whenever you begin to open and i hate to call it pandora's box but it's one of those things once you begin including additional people into your relationships you know opportunity starts to to happen and 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 questions start to really um really start to hit people in the face a little bit like, well, why am I bringing someone else into the relationship if I haven't had the opportunity to really invest into this person yet? You know, because, and and, and not to sound, you know, X-rated because, you know, I have families that listen to the show, but I I think we can all say I would love to be as open, I'll I'll use that word, (laughs) with my partner or people that are married with their partners versus you bringing someone else. When you think about let's just say the LGBTQ plus lifestyle and just primarily that lifestyle. Why is it so huge in the community? That's a great question. I think because
1: you have back in the day, the old school days, you know, um, you know, picture it, Sicily, right? (laughs) Um, Back in the old days, you know, you had to, Bump into the mall and meet somebody or be introduced to somebody. And for the LGBTQ community back in those days, you know, if you're watching like polls or other shows in the 90s and the 80s and 70s, you see that they had to build their own sense of community. And so much wanted to be accepted and, and show how a, a gay relationship can work just as a heterosexual relationship could work with the man with a woman it's just the same sex so the opportunity to show that we were equal that we were the same led us to just that regular style dating now that you get into what we're going through right now I feel you have apps like Jack and Grindr where instead of bumping to someone at the mall or meeting them through your friend, you have a wealth of melanin and people on the apps that are close to you and you just want to try them all. Mm. And I feel like sometimes in relationships, because with the LGBTQ communities, I'm speaking for the gay men, um, is that you you have that style of top, bottom, verse, you know, so if you're a, a verse top and you're with a bottom, you're going to, in these total bottom, you're going to look into finding someone else who can survive that, who can have those needs for that verse style. Okay. And so I feel like it's just growing and getting more popular because the needs are just, not the same as that emotional level. So your physical connection with somebody now is far more above and outweighs the emotional connection. Mm.
0: Is it's, what I feel. Well, and, and I think the same thing. You know, whenever you have conversations and you're meeting someone, and I've just really heard a lot from like our Gen X generation, millennial generation, that, you know why just be with one person when you can be with multiple partners that will satisfy really that hunger that need that you have but i also think about what does a future look like you know because once you let's just say we're in a relationship and you add that third party in what does that look like really for future conversations and needs and and how do you really fulfill that relationship when you think about a future Do you think people can build a future in a polyamorous relationship?
1: I think, you know, since I haven't been in one, (laughs) I'm not knocking it. Uh, So, you know, that would maybe someone who has been in one or thinking about one. But I think if that is the route, I think trust has to be the big thing. Um, And when I say trust, is, you know, let's say I'm in a relationship and uh, we decide to bring in a third or whoever, um, let's call him Jerome, you know. And, you know, my partner is kissing Jerome more than me, showing more affection than to Jerome versus me. And I'm I was here first. I think having that mutual respect and laying those ground rules of what's allowed, how are we gonna work, um, if this is to be our future. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Having that trust, and for me, you know, I'm working on my trust issues, <laughs> <laughs> um, It's like okay, uh, because for me, it would be why am I not enough? Yeah.
1: You know, um what is it? You know, do I need to go ahead and hire a personal trainer? Do I need to, you know, stop using the air fryer, really start cooking? You know, what, what's going on? Yeah. So, but if for it to work, I feel I think trust and ground rules. Um, are very important so that way people who are coming in understand um, and know what it is I remember watching The Sister Wives do you remember that show? I do
0: actually I do remember that show.
1: Yeah and and that's what they had and, and they had the conversation they also had the jealousy and things like that but they had a mutual understanding mutual respect so I don't know if they're still all together but I would say trust and a mutual respect is something that I think help it um, proceed to the future, to a lasting
0: relationship. When you think about relationships, and I know that you are kind of in the place of building relationships, learning how to trust, and, you know, all of the above, what do you think the single most important thing for a relationship is to be successful? Communication. <laughs> I and, say that every know, day. I, I, I,
1: you know, I went to Miami, and, um, my friend, and I met my friend who lives in Miami. Uh, He's married, and then my other friend is um, in a committed relationship going on a year, and I'm here at this table, single, you know, and, you know, they're talking about relationship, but they brought up, hey, maybe you should try doing a love language um, survey, you know, with your partner when that comes, so that you have that communication on what it is that you need for you to be confident in your relationship what is it that you need to build upon the relationship because you got two different people two different personalities so what is your love language how do you uh want someone to approach you your partner to approach you while you are angry or when you have needs sexual needs or personal needs financial needs so i think having that communication part is very important um too many times I found myself assuming that that person should know what it is they should be doing, mm. you know, but if I don't communicate that, or at least say you upset me or I love what you did or can't do this a little bit better, then you don't have a relationship or one that's going to last.
0: Well, and I also have that conversation consistently with people, mm-hmm. even if it's not building, you know, a, an intimate relationship I think just being able to build any type of relationship is just communication. And, you know, I had this conversation literally just the other day about sometimes I may over communicate because I always want everyone to know what my expectations are. But in addition to I want to make sure that we have created some type of boundaries in addition to me understanding who you are and building those expectations, because I think sometimes we don't give ourselves the credit enough to say, let me get to know you. This is what I am looking for. And I feel like sometimes in relationships or when people are starting off those relationships, people are just not honest enough because they're afraid, not scared, but afraid of if I tell, you know, this person what it is I'm looking for, they may run off, they they may run away and it may be too much for them. But I had a good conversation with one of my mentors and I, and she said, you know what, that's OK, because that just was not the person for you and i sometimes have to right. come to that 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 really that mindset to say it's okay to communicate because i like effective communication even if it's just us on the phone and having conversation about things and i even go a step further i remember when i'm meeting people jamal i'm always like hey if i'm free and you're free and we're at home i don't want to have a text communication with you pick up the phone let's let's talk come on, come back. Yeah, like, why are we having this full-blown-out conversation on text message when we're both at home kicking it? It, 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 We got to do better than that. But when you think about in a relationship, you know, what would make you ever feel happy or uh, really about sharing or even sacrificing anything in a relationship?
1: Like, what would make
0: me feel happy? Yeah. You know, appreciation. You know, uh...
1: A, a, just appreciating time together um, not wanting to like we said you know throw in a third or fourth person yeah. but also just appreciating and saying thank you I feel like we don't in in, in our community especially for me where I've understood as black gay men is that the thanks and appreciation isn't there or isn't given I don't know if it's like a protect you know, you don't find out until the hmm. end or, or do they break up with, you know, you were always there for me or you you yeah. know you that nobody like you or you know because but you miss those chances to show that appreciation. Um I like to not put myself on the pedestal but be appreciated to know that what I do and what I'm doing matters, you know, to you and the sacrifices of Getting to know each other as far as going through the good times and the bad times. Kind of like when someone, you know, passes away or moves away, you say, I never got the chance to tell them I love them. I'm like, yeah, there's a chance every day, yep. you know, and you miss that opportunity because you want to be protective of yourself. You don't want to come off as soft or needy, you know, and so I think appreciation um, is what what matters because I also want to know that what I'm doing is working what I'm doing is right you know what I'm doing is something that keeps our relationship
0: growing I literally had this conversation with um, I don't know if you follow them on social media but the Blairisms and what I love about their platform is they're always like I want to give flowers to the people that, that are still here and I want to give flowers to the people that are still alive and to let them know we appreciate you. And same, you know, I think sometimes we forget to tell our partners, our family, just thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, or I appreciate you. But as we talk about appreciation, you know, on my platform, I never really get into the messiness, but I could not really overshadow this conversation without talking about Portia Williams oh (laughs) so as we talk about polyamory and then we really arrow into portia williams if you guys are new to the show or don't know who we're talking about and with jamal's reaction he kind of already knows where we're going to go with this conversation portia williams is a part of the atlanta housewives and um she's 39 years old reality star on bravo she confirmed her relationship with Simon Gudabe, and he is the ex of Portia Williams' Real Housewives of Atlanta friend, quote-unquote, Fallon Goddabe, G- I'm sorry, Goddabe, I think I literally butchered your last name. My apologies. And she released that, I believe, this past Monday on an Instagram quote. And we say all of this to say that Fallon is currently still married to this gentleman, Simon. Um, Portia, and Simon have both gotten to their social media accounts and said that they are engaged, they're happy. Um, Portia's quote is, you know, our relationship began a month ago, and yes, we are crazy in love, and she wrote that alongside with a selfie of Simon, and I know that it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest, and I choose happiness every morning and every night. How do you feel after you heard I guess really the uproar um, earlier this week with what she said, the news that came out, really everyone else's comments, and and basically, really, so everyone is uh, on the same page as us, basically Portia Williams, and I I think she had been respected, you know, from all of us. I think we kind of definitely love Portia, especially for her platform. The last season that she had been doing, you know, with Black Lives Matter and really utilizing her platform, um, to the fullest, and also really building her relationship with her ex, and and being an amazing mom, and then this happened. All right. What What's your opinion? So, you know,
1: I have not watched Housewives of Atlanta. in it's, it's so long, and you know, shout out to Nene. I would watch for Nene, um, but I, I love the women who are on the show, and especially you know Kenya. She's a fellow. Aquarius. And, you know, to the respect of Portia, I've seen her uh, grow from being on this show, being married to Lee Cordell, mm-hmm. and then also becoming a mom, and, you know, uh, just seeing her, her grow from, you know, social media, and I heard about the incident
0: uh, what was going on with the engagement through the shade room? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to the and, shade room. And Instagram. So you know, I was like, okay, let me see what's going on. Uh, what's going on with Portia? And um, I saw what you know you were mentioning as well, and people were comparing the ring and things like that. And I was listening to the reaction of Tammy Ro- Roman from Basketball Wives, and her detail of it is um, that you know, not everybody who really say they're friends on the reality platforms are really friends but still i believe like in, in girl code and bro code yeah uh, so when i heard about that i did think it was like wow you know that is not cool um she's definitely securing the bag for what i hear <laughs> um,
0: I <don't> <laughs> for <laughs> so next season crazy. or just in general we're really securing the bag but go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: With that person, be in that person's house and things like that. Now, I once also heard you like who you like, but I also believe in in being respectful and having that that moral code. And so, when I did hear about it, I was like, "Really? Wow, Portia. So, I, I don't know. What are what are your thoughts about it? I, I would say for me, I was um, shocked, but I also. And, and like the girl and the
0: bro code of you know not not doing that well yeah same thing i think you know it was interesting immediately my friends group guy friends group kind of got on a group chat and really started having dialogue around it and i i believe you know we had started to listen to i think wendy williams had reported it the same day and wendy i don't believe she was you know messy as she typically is but i think she definitely put out a lot of pointers you know and i think to your point. You know, on these reality shows, I don't think everyone is typically, quote unquote, best friends or friend of the show. I think that's just kind of a title that they kind of introduce to kind of bring you on the show uh, with, you know, already a, a person that is a part of the show. But I do believe in the bro and in the in the girl code. And if people don't know what that means is the respect factor of if you and I are cool and we have a relationship I should not be entertaining you know your ex or or someone that you've dated. I do however, believe in the idea of if it's someone that you let's say met off of one of these sites and it just didn't work out, hey, I feel like that's free even kill for anybody, you know because I feel like there's so many people in the world that you can choose from for you. It just didn't work out if you have actually built a relationship with this person and literally you have history, you've been married. I just, and this is just Jameer personally, I believe that I don't want to be involved in that situation just because one is too messy. You know, there's a history that I have built with you as a friend, but in addition to there's a history that you have built with your ex-partner. And I do believe that love comes in many different forms. You know, there are many people that have found a future in an ex of a friend and things like that. I have just never believed or subscribed to anything that deals with or that includes any type of drama. And I feel like sometimes that's exactly what it kind of does. So in this particular situation, um, if it were me, and I will say this, um, and I don't know if maybe she was caught out there or if somebody was willing to just kind of expose she and Simon, I probably would have kept it a little secret. I would have kept it to myself you know, I would have definitely moved a little bit more in private, you know, and and I, I, what did I watch the other day? Um, Miami. So Angela, a really good friend of mine, Miami, uh, Angela Pitts, who was uh, on a show years ago with Flavor Flav. She made a comment about her grandparents and she said that her grandparents to this day are still married like 50, 60 years later or 70 years later. And she was like, they met um, out of a month and I don't ever think that there ever constitutes a time frame that anyone could ever fall in love. I do believe respectfully I would have to remove myself from any situation and let you kind of clear out whatever things you have going on currently until I involve myself. And that's just being fair to you and your situation, but also being fair to to me and how we should move as a, as a relationship.
1: I agree. I think it's, one thing for you to not know somebody was dating and then to find out, oh, I didn't know y'all were dating, and then to know that, you know, somebody was dating. Like, you know, if you kept your relationship private and, you know, y'all broke up and your friend ended up hanging and getting close with this dude and things like that, like, that's different if you didn't know. But to know and be in their house is a different
0: story. Yeah. Uh,
1: for me, and um, I can tell you this
0: bravo about to get some good ratings oh absolutely yeah because people
1: want to know i may even tune in myself <laughs> of the uh <laughs> of the ground and, and watch uh the housewives of just to see uh what's going on but I, I know they are living for this
0: tea they really are and i will say this is definitely as you said earlier it definitely secured portion <laughs> The The bag, uh, and when people don't know what the bag is, the bag means her financial. Um, She may be good because Simon is definitely worth a nice little coin. But in addition to that, you know, it's definitely secured her spot for the next season of, of the Housewives. Because to your point, I think a lot of people, I mean, it, it literally, I hate to say national news, but it was literally like an earthquake or a hurricane. Like it just went everywhere where everyone was talking about it. And you would have thought, like, something big or bad happened. It's like, yo, why? there's so many other things happening in this world. And, look, we're even reporting it. And I just think it's just a very interesting situation. Um, as we wrap, I remember when you and I and your co-hosts were able to get together, and I think either we recorded on your show or it was on my show months ago, um, there was so much feedback from people that said that they loved all of us together in our um, our topics and things like that, so there were a few questions that I had uh written down um in like my little notes that I said whenever Jamal and I or you know rewind the week gets together with me, I definitely want to ask them on the show, so there were some things that people wanted to know about you guys, so I'm ready if you are I did to get my pen and paper. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, first question is: What are three things that are on your bucket list? Ooh, three things on my bucket list. You know, I, I once heard,
1: you know, because bucket list is like when you get older, you know, definitely live for the moment. So you don't have a bucket list, but if I have a bucket list, I actually have like a a, a jar of things I want to do and that I pray over. Um, And I also have a passion journal. But if I have to say three things on my bucket list is to direct a film. Okay. Um, You know, I'm into the film world. I'm a production manager for a uh, social horror film called The Souls of Black Pebbles. So that would be one. Uh,
0: Two would be to travel to Europe to see Paris love In Paris. I, my living room and my dining
1: room are Paris themed. I forgot how to speak French. Um, <laughs> if, if you don't practice it, you lose it. So, yeah. You know, But that is also on my bucket list. And then, you know, a more personal one is to be a father one day. Uh, this is on my bucket list. So just to have my career, my travel, what I would love to do, and also a passion um, for kids, you know, I'm an uncle, and you know, I want to get them some cousins and things like that. So that right now, the top of my head would
0: be the first three for the bucket list. Okay, um, it's interesting because when I thought about that question, same thing. You know, I think bucket list for me is to live across seas for a while. In addition to just travel more, just to meet so many different people in the world, because I think that's the way that you can continue to build relationships. And I think, lastly, same thing. I would love to give my my parents um, a grandchild and allow them to see, you know, my offspring. And uh, I think that's something that they always dream about. And I love how I'm putting it on them because I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can handle a child. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, a whole lot of work. If you could think of just two, uh, what are two things that you regret? Two things I regret, oh,
1: that is,
0: Great question. Um, Look, I I regret signing up for them student loans. Yo, before you answer the question, sorry to interrupt you. Interesting enough, somebody sent me a message the other day on Instagram. It was like, with everybody hacking into all of this stuff, how come nobody has hacked into the student loans? And listen, hello, hack mine so I can have a zero balance. But go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) No,
1: you are good a sweet moment, everything opening up, they'd be like, all right, um, you know, everything's been on hold for the freeze of payment, so, uh, I would say I, I wish I would have done more scholarships, as my mom kept telling me, I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll be a millionaire by 25, I'll pay it off, you know, so, <laughs> that, that would be a request, and what's another one, oh, wow, um, you would ask me after church today, <laughs> and, um, to the Um, not doing what I really my passion of doing things uh, a fear of rejection um, would be you know starting the the podcast that I did during during COVID you know when that was like a a vision of mine um, and, and putting myself out there for new career growth and things like that I just got a little too comfortable with just surviving and existing and not really living and so now that i'm getting older i'm like wow Jamal, you should have done this and looked into doing this a little bit more you could be doing this and doing that so my my regret would be being stagnant in certain situations um in life you know i I love what i do for a living uh but it's not something i want right now as a career um to go home to be um happy and, and joyful about it so just trying to deal with that regret and see how i can better myself to get to what it is that i want to check off those things on that bucket list Hmm. um when you think about
0: (laughs) you know you you touched on this earlier but (laughs) when, when you think about relationships what do you value in a relationship what do I value in a relationship?
1: Look, it's been like two years. <laughs> <laughs> what do I value in a relationship? You know, I, I think I like just um, the connection, like that that physical connection of, you know, holding hands, um, holding each other. Um, I, I just value the physical Connection. When I say connection, I'm not saying, you know, sex and, and, and things like that. But having more to that, you know, and being held and then just yeah, feeling love, that, that physical connection where I don't have to be like, you know, he's not touching me because, you know, I gained weight or, you know, my hair is not done or, so, you know, or he's seen me, you know, with all my makeup on or something like that, you know, just to had that physical connection
0: is one of my um, lovelings and that, and that's what I would love and appreciate in a relationship <laughs> not your hair not done yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it it. <laughs> if you could take a moment and think about and I know it, it may be hard but what is your favorite childhood
1: memory Ooh, my favorite childhood memory uh, I would say uh, getting a dog I uh, got a dog and I was um, little my mom got me a, a cow mixed with a husky, and I love dogs. When I was growing up, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Then I found out you had to do math, and I won't fuck that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also had to deal with snakes, and I ain't for that either, right? So um, I was running a dog, and um had grew up in an apartment, and we finally got a home. And my mom said, like, All right, we're going to get a dog. And I got the dog, but before I got the dog, which, which was great, and I named her Diamond um, because my friend had a dog that I wanted and he named her Diamond. I was like, well, I'm going to have a diamond of my own. So I said it to say because one thing that I live with every day and what I do with my friends and with my business um, is when I was uh, walking with my mom leaving church, I said, you know, mom, are you sure you're going to get me a dog? Yes, Jamal. She said, Look, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and that has stuck with me because I live by that. That if I say I'm going to do something to a friend, to a partner, to anyone um, that I'm working with, networking with, my goal is to make sure I remember what I was taught. That if you say you're going to do something, do it. And I have lived by that every day of my life. Do I always hit the mark? No. But I do my best. So not only was I able to get the dog and then name her Diamond and have a great time with her, I also learned a valuable lesson of communication and also commitment. And so that's one of my favorite childhood memories. Hmm.
0: Beautiful. Last question. Uh-huh. Who is your inspiration?
1: Who's my inspiration?
0: Who is your inspiration?
1: I'm talking to him right
0: now. Oh, well, right. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Who's your answer? No. <laughs> uh,
1: who's my inspiration? Oh, wow. You know, um, let us see. I would say I have a, a cousin who I've met a couple of times. Um, and his name is uh, Buddy Woodruff. Oh, I love
0: person. Billy Woodruff! Wow, amazing, amazing yeah. director. He amazing,
1: right? And so, um, I, you know, I know him, know of me and things like that, and I, you know, seen him out in LA before, um, and just admiring his work that he's done with music, like the TLC, No Scrubs, yeah, Celine Dion, my heart would go on, um. And uh, most recently, you know, seeing him work on the Aretha Franklin bio um, series, Mm -hmm. Um, and and that is an inspiration, because I'm a history person, and I also love directing, and so just seeing what he's doing on Instagram, and reading about his interviews, and things like that, and wanting to, you know, one day work with him, and things like that, when that time comes, has um, he's been my inspiration, someone I have met personally and also admire from afar as well. Uh, when um, I see him doing his work and a great son, uh, loves his mother, as he posted on Mother's Day
0: with her. So that would be my inspiration. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate you. I really do. And I, I'm excited to get you and, you know, the entire team back on this show for Rewinding yeah. the Week to the Jameer Smith show podcast and any last words you want to leave any of our listeners?
1: Oh, uh, just stay in carriage guys. Um, you know, you'll be tested and, and things, but you know, don't quit. Uh, don't live life with regrets, you know, accept it and see how you can overcome, you know, um, continue to push. If I can do it and, and doing it, um, do it well. Um, you know my friend always tells me you know rejection is protection um and so i, I live by that as well and i also want to thank uh, jameer my brother my friend um thank you so much i've learned so much from you i'm hosting together for alibi absolutely um, we're, we're grateful professional men of color and, and things you know i'm able to use what i've learned from you how you do your show also delivered to other people um, in a good and professional and fun manner.
0: (laughs) And I think that's what it's all about. You know, I think when even when I created the show, um, same as you in the pandemic, I think it was one of those things of a release. But I think also, you know, how do I continue to build a platform that reaches everyone, whether you're gay, straight, black, white, indifferent? I wanted everyone to be a part of a platform that they could see themselves and hear themselves and see their stories. And so we appreciate you, Jamal, for being able just to tell your story and, you know, have fun with, you know, what we talk about on this show. So as always, everyone, thank you so much for your love, your passion, your support but in addition to as we always say on the show continue to stay positive but also stay creative until next time thank you guys so much for listening to the jameer smith show podcast season three and we hear you next time